Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. How? What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Okay, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuckleberries? All right, that's it for today. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you for uh, joining me on this day. If you're listening the day this goes up, it will be the day after Christmas. I hope all is well with you. I hope I can offer you some reprieve from uh, from whatever you're going through right now. I can only assume that for most of you, half of you are having a good time. A quarter of you are having a tolerable time. And I'd say I, I'm going to go out a, on a limb here with this number. 25% of you are just fucking miserable today. I know you're doing your best. You're doing what you can. You're showing up for what you need to show up for. And uh, you you're, you need a break. Well, I'm going to give you that break. I don't know what I have to say. I, I'm not sure what to talk about because quite honestly, I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation right now. If all went well, what I'm saying to you, and I, and I don't want you to be offended by this, I pre-recorded this in order to take a bit of time off. I do not know how to take time off. Are you enjoying your time off this Christmas, this Hanukkah, this three, two, one week vacation? Are you festering? Are you tweeting? Are you checking your email? Are you doing everything you can to avoid your family just like uh, you do during your regular life? <laughs> not checking in, just distracted on a different level. Man, I need to get my brain off of work. Man, I need to get my brain off of my mother. Oh, my God. I just had this weird experience. It wasn't even that weird, really. I went over to my first cousin, who I never see. He was in town, and he was uh, hanging out at my, I guess, I don't know if it's my second cousin once removed, my father's first cousin's son's house. He's married. They have kids. They all have kids. But my father's first cousin was there, Florence, and she must be in her 80s. And uh, it's just bizarre that I've gotten so detached from my family. I, I, I'm one of those people. I come from, my parents were of the first generation of Jews to move as far away from their parents as possible for reasons uh, other than fleeing a country that just had to you know, get the fuck as, you know, fuck away, get as far away as possible. And because of that, I don't, I don't keep in touch with family that much. And I, and I don't, uh, I keep in touch with my parents, but I don't see them that much. I mean, because I have a hard time seeing my parents as parents. I, I see them as these people I grew up with that had their own problems and, you know, would occasionally give me money and, and, uh, uh, you know, stand up for me and tell me what to do when they weren't feeling too insecure, but I don't have that weird parental bond with them. I would never go to them for advice unless I was in a very traumatic situation. But I started to think about how if my parents are screwed up or they are who they are, they've got their problems. You know, arguably, my father is, is a little nuts. My mother's got her own issues. But if your parents are crazy, that means your grandparents did something. 
they fucked up somehow. And it's weird when you're a kid, you just know your grandparents is like, hey, Grandpa Jack is here. Grandma Goldie's here. Grandpa Ben's here. Grandma Eleanor's here. They were just your grandparents. They got cookies. Oh, they bought me a hat. Yay, we're going on the rides. Oh, can I eat ice cream at grandma's house? I mean, those were your grandparents. But somewhere in there, there might be a monster. Because something went wrong. I mean, if you've got parents that you're like, oh my God, did my parents fucking do a number on me? Who the hell did a number on you? Not that guy who brought me the cookies and the pirate hat. Yep, that guy. Not that nice lady who bought me those pants. Yep, she did. They did something. Their wiring was screwed up. How far back does it go? Where was the original crossed wire that led to this never-ending generational repetition of neurotic quirks and tics and self-destructive impulses? Is it just a lottery? Is it a lottery or is it genetics? And what am I complaining about? I'm doing all right. I just had my gums irrigated. That's a racket. Hold on. Pow! I just shit my Christmas pants. I'm sorry. Merry Christmas. God, I hope it's going well. Again, transcend all that if you can. Once you figure out the puzzle, there you go. You figured out the puzzle. It goes back generations. It goes back to that incident. It goes back to that guy. It goes back to my dad being this, to my mom doing that, to that priest doing that. Well, that's all right. That's a bit much. To that camp counselor. Hey, come on. Get your brain out of there. To that babysitter. All right. Whatever it is, you can change your life. Do it right now. Let's just change our lives for a minute. You ready? All right, I'm a new person. Here we go. 60. 59, 58. How does it feel to be a new person? It's all it takes. 58, 57. No, it's where I'm 50 now, right? 50. I I like the way I am now. I really think I'm going to enjoy this person. 45, 44. He, um, it's, he's starting to annoy me. 40, 39. I'm not, this, I'm not sure I like this new mark. 35. 30, well, shut up with the counting. What's with the counting? This new mark is into counting down. 28, 27. Oh, God damn it. I'm driving myself nuts. Fuck new mark. I couldn't last 30 seconds. We'll just have to accept who we are. You with me? Josh Blue is on. Josh Blue, of course, from Last Comic Standing. You might know him as the comic that has cerebral palsy. That's who Josh Blue is. He's a comedian. Transcends CP. Goes up on stage and does comedy. Transcends a physically disfiguring condition. If I feel fat, I'm uncomfortable on stage. If I'm irritable, I'm uncomfortable on stage. I mean, I I got on stage... With a cold sore once and almost came unhinged and had to spend 15 minutes talking about it. Josh Blue, I talked to a while back. This is a good interview for the day after Christmas. 
when uh, most of us should be feeling grateful and close to our families. We're probably feeling lonely and sorry for ourselves. Is that just me? 10, 9, 8, shut the fuck up, new mark. It takes a lot of work for me to be funny, it feels like. Do you? Um, no, it just kind of pours out of me. Yeah? <laughs> it's a gift. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got cerebral palsy, you know, the... I something fucked up in my brain, but something happened right up there too, you know. Yeah. Well, now, when cerebral palsy, it's it, you are the way you are. There's no progressive. It right. doesn't it doesn't uh, get worse. Doesn't get better. You just this so, is it. These are the cards. Yeah. Fucking play them. Uh huh. And when you were, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in St. Paul, but I was actually born in Cameroon, West Africa. Jesus. So what? Why, why were you guys in Africa? Uh, my dad was uh, teaching English at a mission. Okay. So. So you grew up in a religious family? Um. Yeah. Well, he, they tried to make us religious, but it didn't take on any of us. Uh, there's four siblings. I'm the youngest, and we hate church. Yeah. <laughs> but do you remember growing up in Cameroon? Um, I was uh, like one when we left there, so I don't remember Cameroon much. Obviously, lots of stories and pictures growing up. It's a cool talking point uh, uh, when yeah. you were a kid. That's my pacemaker. Sorry. Oh, you, God, you really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I we moved from uh, Cameroon to St. Paul, Minnesota, which is... Um, can't think of two more opposite ends of the world. Yeah. And, but when did you say you spent time in Senegal too? I did. When I was 15, we moved uh, back to uh, Africa. We went to Senegal. My dad was teaching uh, English uh, in a, at a university this time, so a little less religious. Yeah, he's teaching American lit and English. And when now, I just I can't imagine what it would be like just to be. Uh, I don't know what the hell Senegal even looks like. I mean, it's in Africa, right? Yeah, it's the westernmost country on Africa. I know they have beautiful music. Yes. I, I've listened to the Senegalese music, Drum. but I don't know anything else about it. It's a spectacular country. Um, they have the Gore Island, which is the island um, where all the slaves went out of. Oh, really? So, like, there's this one door. It's called the Door of No Return, and, like, millions upon millions of Africans went through this one door to get on boats yeah. to come over here. Yeah. It's like the creepiest. It, you feel something deep in your soul when you walk in that place. You're oh like, holy God. shit. Oh, my God. It's creepy. So you were 15, so you have like you know, clear memories of, of all that. Pretty clear. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of pot since then. So. <laughs> Just layers of THC. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when you, like, in Senegal, because we were talking last night, and you said, you, you know, you can speak several different languages. I speak French and Wolof, which is the native Wolof. of Senegal, yeah. And now, do you ever riff in Wolof? I mean, can you ever? I've done some bits in Wolof where I teach the audience, like, a, a phrase or something. Yeah. And it's like a repeat after me thing and people are like what is he saying but i just can't imagine because like your, your your speech is a little compromised because of the cp but then like i imagine speaking another language people have to take a minute to sort of go like oh, is he just talking or is this 
Is this, is this really, English? Or? Is this really fucking happening? What is this? Did he just lose it? <laughs> now, do you speak? Can you speak to other Senegalese people and be understood? I speak well, pretty well, actually. Um, I it's a weird like chameleon. Like my dad speaks thirteen languages. Right. So everybody in my family speaks at least three. So it's like language is weird for like some people can do math just easy. I cannot, but. Like language, I just understand it. It's weird. Like I hear. Oh yeah, I haven't got the brain for it. Um, but uh, I love speaking Wolof. It's actually my favorite language to speak. It's very sing-songy and kind of playful. Yeah. A lot of uh, razzing. Yeah. Know, busting balls. It's yeah. Fun and um, it's cool because there's a lot of Senegalese people uh, around the world that they sell those knockoff purses. Oh, is that the Senegalese business? Yeah, knockoff shit. Yeah. Uh, so in New York, all those cats you see with the briefcases full of the purses and the watches? Uh, the majority of those guys are, are Senegalese. And why, why is that? They're yeah. just the vendors of the world. It's weird. They, they, they're very aggressive sellers. Like when you go to the market in Senegal or yeah. Dakar, That's they, what they, they will follow you down the street trying to sell you this little statue. You're like, dude, I'm cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> I already got five you told me yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I like you, but I got to move on. <laughs> yeah. So do you surprise them when you can, you're can? you able to speak? What is it, Wolof? Wolof, yeah. It blows their mind, man. They're like, who's this homeless guy speaking my language like that? Like, <laughs> They must just laugh and laugh. Yeah, it's it's fun. Because I do, I just go right and bust their balls right away. And they're like, because that's the thing. It was like, uh, look, my dad speaks Wolof really well, like grammatically and yeah. vocabulary. But I can talk street like I'm right. Just a jive talking motherfucker. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah, people yeah. that people will glom onto me yeah. just because like how do you even know to say something like that? Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. that's just the stuff I want to learn is yeah. how do I communicate and make them laugh in their culture? You know? <laughs> and it works. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't imagine this uh, the feeling of this white dude. On top of that, you've got the CP, and you're just, like, riffing in their language. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. And uh, actually, the last time I was there, I did a, uh, when I was in college, I did an internship in a zoo. In, in da- Senegal? In Dakar, yeah. So, so you went back? I went back. I've been to Senegal three times. Um, I went once when I was 15, and then the day after I graduated high school, I went back for three months and was supposed to do, like, an independent project. And my dad was leading the course. I never did that paper, but <laughs> you, got a, you got away with that whatever. one. Whatever. So you were at, you said you worked at a zoo. Yeah, I did in uh, Dakar. Are you an animal guy? I love animals. Um, <laughs> actually, when I grew up, I thought I was going to be a zookeeper or something like that. Well, you kind of are. You're stand up late yeah. night. Late night Friday is yeah, pretty yeah, close. For, yeah, exactly. <laughs> back, I say back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, because someone told me that uh, you're sort of obsessed with the, uh, uh, you know, finding uh, bones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a, uh, yeah. It's a weird collection. You, what is that? For, what is that about? You go, I don't know. You go searching for bones. I think if I was like more able body, I'd probably be a serial killer. Oh, so. <laughs> Wait, how'd you go? Why didn't you go with uh, maybe archaeologist? Why you got to be serial killer? No, just because of the thoughts I have. You know? <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> so when when you did the zoo work, what what did that entail? It was insane. Like you know, in America, there's lots of rules and restrictions about zoos. Yeah, like, like keeping to, the animal in cages. Yeah, like you not know, feeding them not getting in the cages yeah, right. with them. Yeah. Like the first day I was there. Yeah. 
They gave me a broom and they're like, okay, we're gonna go clean the tiger cage now. I'm like, what the fuck? And like, the tiger, they just put it in a separate little cage. Right. But it's still right fucking there. And it's like going, <laughs> like the most terrifying. Really? Because it's in like a concrete uh-huh. cage, so it's yeah. just echoey too. It's terrifying. It it was, was, oh, Jesus Christ. And you were like, what, 18, 19? Uh, I was uh, 20. Now, At that point. when did, um, uh, wait, I got to hear some of this language. Like, how, how would you Wolof? say? Yes, yeah. insult me in Wolof. Yo, two bobs, a buck I said, uh, yo, white man, your nose is very big. <laughs> I like the way that sounds. It's, uh, it's very, like, like I said, playful and sing-songy. Yeah. It's just fun. Everything is like a bargain. And, like... You know, like if you're gonna buy a tomato, they'll tell you it's eight dollars, and you're like, "Nah, dude, it's four cents." And, and then it, it just goes back and forth. Yeah, in that and language. it's just playful. And like, yeah. you must be crazy. Are you serious? Eight bucks, you yeah. know? And they just love it when. It, and you when know. you just haggle. Yeah, it's yes, total haggle culture. So I should always haggle when I'm about to buy a, a yes. fake Gucci purse. Never pay the first price. Like then seriously, they'll think you're an idiot. Well, they're fucking you, dude. They're, yeah. No matter what. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> Even if you bargain them down like forty bucks, they're yeah. still robbing you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder I, where do they get that shit. I guess they get it. Like I went to China. You ever been to China? I have not. Uh, they make it all there, so yeah. you can actually go to the original markets where the knockoffs are made and get it for like nothing. And I don't, I don't. That's like it's not on us to figure out economics, but I don't know how they make that shit so cheap. So when did um, has like has the the CP ever been? Uh, like how was there a period where you had to overcome the kind of uh like you had this moment in your mind where you're like I'm not going to be bullied or looked at like a victim in that whole movement or that that sense of it Yeah, you know, it's weird. It's like a slow progression of that of yeah. like a lot of just little things where I I think I kind of just realized that well, it was when I smoked pot. Yeah. I just realized that it's not about my disability. It's just about how I go forth and deal with it and right. not really give a fuck what people because a lot of times people aren't trying to be mean to me they're just ignorant you yeah. know And it, but it's very condescending and when you deal with that your whole life well you find ways to deal with it and I guess humor was you know because if I can say something funny yeah. to them right. before they can say something mean about me when they say the mean thing, they just look like assholes. Right. You know? <laughs> but what is it? Like, mean must be one thing. That's sort of anticipated. But I imagine the sort of, like, condescending, like, talking to you like you're a child kind of thing. That must be more annoying. I get that all the time. I mean, still, well, like, part of the reason why I wanted to be famous and be on TV you know, yeah. is because my whole life I've already been stared at, right? Right. And it's like... I want to give people a reason to stare at me that's positive, where they're like, hey, that's that guy, not like, look at that drunk fucking homeless guy yeah. wandering around over there. <laughs> yeah. You know? And but what I didn't realize going into this is that no matter how famous I get, there'll still be that guy. People going, oh, look at this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. Wasted. Yeah. You know? And, you know. But, but, but even once they know, like, I mean, I imagine like that, uh, like that, like by doing stand up, in, in overcoming that, there's that initial thing. Because I had a friend in in, uh, in junior high, uh-huh. was uh, who became uh, like one of my best friends, uh, Dean. 
and he had CP. And the first time I saw him at school, he was walking across the gym, and I thought he was fucking around, you know. So I was like, "Hey, why are you fucking walking like that?" And then he's like, "Cause this is how I walk." And then you know, I felt so bad that, uh, and then we became very close friends. And he was a drummer in a band I had. But there's that cool. that moment where people don't know, and then they do know. And then it, I, I have to imagine it doesn't get any better when they feel shitty, and then they feel sorry for you, and then you have to, you know, sort of. Uh, kind of ground yourself as you like I'm just a person you asshole right. just relax right see exactly that. and it is weird like depending on my mood yeah whether I am polite about it or I just play it up or like <laughs> you know just I mean you, do you do oh, that fuck yeah dude airplanes I don't give a shit man. so so if you if you might be able to get a little bit of benefit out of the overacting you could do you, why not i mean yeah. if i gotta walk around like this yeah. at least i gotta use some of the benefits man so like what are some of those benefits good seats on airplanes free beer a lot like people are like you're obviously too drunk to i have terrible palsy oh i'm so sorry yeah. <laughs> <Here's a beer>. <laughs> <laughs> really my own main goal when did you so what what was the decision to do comedy how old were you when you started doing that i started in college actually um i went to very progressive school called the Evergreen State College. It's in Olympia, Washington. Oh, one of those uh, hippie schools where you can you know, major in shoes? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basket weaving. Uh-huh. Shit like that. Yeah, um, you know, no grades. It's pass, fail. They give you evaluations. Yeah. And, um, actually, that's when I did the internship at the zoo. Uh-huh. So I just did a bunch of shit in college and then literally a bunch of random yeah. shit. Yeah. Writing, theater, and then I started doing stand-up my senior year and I got credit for it my last quarter. What kind of theater did you do? Did you do, uh, it must have been interesting. Yeah, drama. Like yeah. There was a class called The Empty Stage. Uh-huh. It should have fucking stayed empty. <laughs> <laughs> you just got, it just, uh, it was just a, a bunch of shitty, freeform. shitty college hippie kids yeah. trying yeah. to perform a serious, what was it, <laughs> Danton's Death. Oh, really? The, yeah. It's, I don't even know that one. Yeah, it's a, about the French Revolution. Uh-huh. God awful. <laughs> Theater's a little rough, dude. Yeah. So you started doing stand-up in college, and then you uh, w- and you ended up... Uh, so how'd you end up in Denver? Because you live here. Yeah. I uh, really didn't have any clue what I was going to do in my life. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Liz was like, hey, want to move to Denver with me? I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And your folks are cool with you? Yeah, they always wanted me to grow up to be a surgeon, but... <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> but you get along with them, and they're proud. Yeah, they're and... really cool. They're um, they're very hands-off. Like, uh-huh, always? Yeah, you know, like, they've always, like, I think the four years I was in college, they called me four times. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they're like, bye, Yeah. have fun! <laughs> and they still live in Minnesota, and all my other siblings live there. So I'm kind of the odd man out, but... What's the age difference? What's the order? My brother is 40... So you're the youngest? One, and I'm 32. He's the oldest? He's the oldest, yeah. And you're the youngest? Yeah. So, okay, so you come here, you start doing stand-up. Uh-huh. And uh, what was the first kind of... You know, I mean, obviously, when I first saw you, you know, there's that moment where you're like, oh, that's, uh, that's his hook, he's got the thing. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's hard to get past that hook, man. So <laughs> <laughs> the heavy hook. It's in me deep. 
I was born with that fucking hook. But there's a, like there's a moment there where you had to know where because I've I've seen you a few times and you know at first the audience I I mean I still it's interesting because you're you're pretty popular and people know who you are but a lot of times people don't know who you are right and there's that first five minutes where they're like oh man I just I don't do we have what's gonna happen what the fuck is this right and then they don't know whether they feel bad or whether it's gonna be funny but then you know through the edge of your your comedy you kind of transcend the thing and you turn it in on them right. and and they feel a lot more comfortable and and they realize that hell oh, he he knows he's like this and <laughs> he seems to be okay with it. Well, my thing is, I just want to let people know that I'm I'm so comfortable with who I am right. that you don't have any right not to be comfortable with me. Like, right? Don't pity me. Yeah, don't pity me. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. I the pity thing. I never got that because I've never once asked for anyone's pity in my life. You yeah. know what I mean? If you pity me, I pity you because <laughs> I'm gonna steal your wallet and like fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be over like, yeah, just do it, honey, because he's got the thing, and you know, it's just uh, yeah, <laughs> help the guy be, out. It'll be quick. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> so, well, okay. So then, how does this? How does the last comic standing thing happen? So I, um, I auditioned the year before. I got on there, so I was in Chicago, waited in the line. Oh, six really? hours. Oh, you did that the whole sort of six like hours, casting call shit? Fifteen below. Um, it was at Zany's. How long had you been doing comedy at that point? I had already had a NACA showcase. Okay, for the colleges? Yeah, so I did a lot I was pretty big in the college market. So how much so you had an hour? Mm, <laughs> yeah. Barely. Yeah. Barely. And then the first time I auditioned I made it like a minute into my thing, and they're like, thank you, next. Oh, really? For uh, NACA? Oh, uh, no, for last... For oh, really? Last comment. They're like, thank you, next. So you wait six hours, and then they're like, okay. No, and I was like, okay. And then when I was leaving, and I think this is what got him, was when I walked by the two judges, I go, this is a shitty make-a-wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they laughed at that. And yeah. I laughed, and then the next year... I didn't want to do it again just because I'm like, well, obviously they're not looking for funny things. They're just looking for a hook. <laughs> and then I remember that I have that hook. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I actually got the, you know, call in in the set audition. So. so when you first did it, you weren't talking about the, the cerebral palsy at all, or you were? I was, but, no. but it just wasn't. They working? No. Yeah. I mean. They thought that maybe that was all you had? Yeah. Yeah. And probably was at that point, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I was really glad, actually, that I didn't get it that first time. Right. And then the second time, I had, like, you know, 40 college gigs in between there and a bunch of other road work, Wyoming. If you can make people laugh in Wyoming, then <laughs> something's good, you know. You're, you're surviving the road and right. doing that. And then I got on there, and once I got on, I just went for it. Like, I knew it was a game. It's just a game. Right. And it's it's an opportunity to, like I said, make people look at me in a different way. Right. So I just attacked it like that, you know? And, yeah. And I was like, catch me if you can, motherfucker. Right. Like, this is a game. There's a set of rules. I'm going to play by the rules. I'm not going to be dirty. This is TV. Right. And then my thing is, like, I play by the rules until I don't have to anymore. And yeah. then I'll be like, fuck you, thank you, NBC, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was really fortunate because the year 
that I won was the last year that they didn't like force everybody into a contract. Uh huh. So I got to just go on the road by myself. Oh, that's good. So the year after me, every all five finalists had to tour together and MBC right. got a bunch of money. Right. I just got to go and do my own thing by myself. And did you uh, now? Were you did you win it? I won. Yeah. And uh, so because I remember that that like at that time because you were all over the place. It was a big you know it was a big tour and yeah. you, were, you were drawn. You're selling out and stuff. Selling everywhere, man. It was spectacular. You know, in Minnesota, I sold out a 2,500-seat theater twice in one night. It was wow. fucking sick, man. Well, I think what's great about, you know, when you when you look at it, you, I mean, I guess people can be condescending or, or they can think like, you know, well, he's, uh, you know, he's got the built-in hook or whatever. <laughs> but I think in, 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 as far as comedy goes, that the, the kernel of comedy that really has an effect on everybody is the idea that we can overcome these obstacles, whatever they are in our lives, is that, is that people want relief from their particular bit of bullshit. Right. And and I imagine that some people look at, you know, the the hand you've been dealt as like, well, that's some deep bullshit to overcome. Right. So I think on any level, the comedy in terms of transcending adversity must have a lot of impact for a lot of people. Well, it's amazing that that my fans are so fucking loyal to me. And right. They they support me. They like every club always says, "Your fans are just so nice yeah. to us." And they like come here and they laugh and they tip good and it's like it's it's like a good wholesome crowd yeah and then i go up there and they're expecting last comment like motherfuckers yeah, you yeah. know yeah, like yeah. oh yeah but it's, they still go bored and they, they <laughs> they'll tolerate they that tolerate, you know <laughs> like and then the old ladies come up like, we like you just because you're so clean i'm like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> didn't you hear me didn't hear me <laughs> they probably didn't but so how long has it been so what year did you win last comment oh six so it's been like five years. I've been riding that wave, baby. Yeah. Is it still working out? Yeah, I mean, I'm still touring pretty much every weekend. I mean, tickets are down, but yeah. what else, you know? Now, do you, are you still writing a lot of new material, do you find? Yeah, you know what? I actually just filmed an hour special. Um, Independent? Yeah, uh, New Wave, and it's being shopped around right now. So. But are they going to run it on Comedy Central? Are you looking for some Hopefully. other venue? Yeah. Hopefully. And when when you write material, how much when you say in in your act percentage wise is uh, about CP and how much of it is just shit? It's all just shit. <laughs> no, I mean you know just observational <laughs> stuff. Um, you know it's really cool, man. I feel like I, the last special I did just is a huge turning point for me. Like yeah. I realize I don't have to talk about it. I'm right. funny, whatever. You know I can right. I can go out the crowd. I can do things and I like I got the new wave thing and they're like you have eight months to write a new hour yeah and I did it and it felt great wow and then after that hour was done I was like I I can't say these fucking jokes anymore I'm tired of these things so yeah. I mean the stuff I did last night that's all new yeah and just feel I'm on this like pace now where it just feels right to do it and I realize like when you finally embrace it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your job. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually put some thought into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of just going up there and talking out of my ass for an hour. And do you do, like, uh, outside of the stand-up, tell me about some of these other things you do um, with, uh, with the, uh, the lectures and stuff like that that you mentioned. Yeah, I, I do some uh, uh, keynote speeches. Uh, the first one I did was the Evergreen, the college I went to. So uh -huh. that was really cool. They invited me back and... I got to do that. It was basically 
graduating class. Oh, so that was a commencement speech. Commencement, and it was like ten thousand people there, and and you got to be a little serious, right? Or did you? Were you I, just... I, I think I'm the first person ever to say asshole in their <laughs> commencement speech. <laughs> you get a certain license, man. I do, and I use it. I fucking <laughs> like, use it. He's got the. Th- he can say. He acid. can't control that. <laughs> 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 but what did you say, like when you because you, you do more of them right because I was do, you know, yeah and in what do you speak to uh, other people with with your particular issue or do you speak in general like what, what colleges kind of, a lot a lot of colleges right whatever and they they come up you know a lot of kids see my name they just want to come and laugh and yeah you know basically my motivational speech is like like I don't know people always say like oh it's so inspirational what you've done with your life. I'm like, well, it's really uninspirational. What you haven't done shit, and there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm very like uninspirational. I yeah. just basically me scolding them for being lazy fucks. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thrown in with some other jokes and shit. <laughs> some stories about Africa and being a white African American and. Oh yeah, is that a, is that a, those are jokes? That's another series of jokes. Yeah, I'm totally go off on the whole being white african-american well I, well I guess that's an interesting thing i mean how when you were where when you were in africa and you were white and you know and was i i can't i can't like see because i'm not I, I don't know if i'm xenophobic but I, I i generally get uncomfortable when i'm uh when i feel isolated yeah and and i have to assume that you know that that must be a feeling you deal with quite often and like being in another country that is primarily black, I mean, was there a struggle to be accepted, or did you? Feel- yeah, I mean, definitely when I was fifteen, that was a very trying time to be there because that's really when you're learning about the world, you're figuring shit out, like yeah. real world shit. Yeah. And the fact that I went got to go to a third world country to figure that out and go, wow, these people are living very simply, and they seem very happy, and they're dealing with their shit and. I can stop being a bitch about my disability because when I go home, I can turn on the water and it comes out of the faucet. Right. And I can drink that shit. You know? Right. So, the, I mean, that that was big. I mean, the one thing is I think a lot of Senegalese people, when they'd see me, you know, they've never seen a white guy with cerebral palsy before. They're going, hey, they have them too, huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so... But I like that, that the transition between, you know, sort of identifying yourself as a victim changed when you saw that people live in adverse circumstances and that you, no matter what, were, were, were doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, I mean, I, I'm very grateful that I got to experience I think every American should have to go live in Africa for a few months. Yeah. I think it would really change. I didn't get culture shock there. I got it when I came back. Yeah. Just all the waste we have and everything. I'm like... Well, it must be so much simpler, and, and, and in some way a lot more honest. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, uh, but I'm still kind of fascinated with these, like with these expectations of you, that when you speak to colleges, I mean, do do you find that that kids are? Because I have to assume that you know, given the culture we live in and the ideas about bullying and about you, you know how how because you know, kids can be assholes. Uh-huh. So I imagine that that you speak to that on some level too. I mean, in that when people go to see you that it probably changes their mind about, you know, how they look at other people and how they treat other people. Well, just preconceived ideas of people. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 
people I would just assume because of the way I walk that I'm also mentally retarded. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. like, oh, thank you. I'm probably smarter than you, asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's, it's just, I try to confront that, you know what I mean? Just, just take a minute. Right. Don't just... Dismiss somebody out of right. a, an assumption. Yeah. So, all right, so tell me about the weed, man. When did weed start happening? Because you're a big proponent, right? Yeah, it's my medicine. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> guess you didn't... Uh, it's like, I'm sure you've got a card. I do, yep. Yeah, I mean, Denver, like, it seems like there's uh, weed dispensaries everywhere. There a, might be one in the hotel. It's a boom town, man. I, like, when they passed the bill, I've never seen it. Like, the closest thing to, like, the Wild West. Like, within, like, weeks, there was, like, 300 dispensaries. No shit. It was just boom. Yeah. And when, you, when did you start smoking weed? I think the first time was a 15. Yeah. Were you in Senegal? Um, no. Um, it was uh, before we left. Uh-huh. But we got some... They have weed in Senegal. It's not great, but definitely had some there. Yeah. Yeah. And when you when you smoked it, like... Uh, like, because I, I, I guess, like... I don't know what like I haven't smoked weed in about twelve years, but did it did it did it help your mind in any way? Did it change the way you thought about things in terms of where you're at? <laughs> kind of. I mean, it definitely like maybe like again, it just makes me go, hey, it doesn't matter what people think about the way you move. <laughs> um, you know, people that I love that people are like does weed make you feel better? I'm like, no, it fucks me up worse, man. I just <laughs> I just like the buzz. But so, so I'm asking all the hacky questions of like you know a guy who's like because mm. because I, I you know I get nervous. I don't know how to you know I don't always know if I behave properly around people right. around because like if I'm around uh, people who are different or I know have a completely different experience than me, there's some part of me that thinks like, uh, well, how how am I gonna connect? You know, right. how, am I gonna, you know <laughs> how am I gonna how if it's not about me how do i how do i talk to this guy but you're a comic so we're doing all right yeah we're we're doing we're fine right you like me right yeah 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 that's I'm that's the, how i feel i'm the yeah. same fucking way dude i just yeah. want your uh appreciate you know what i mean yeah yeah, like, yeah. Uh, okay what's, what's next question <laughs> <laughs> How can I tiptoe around the palsy more? Well, was, yeah. Well, tell you said you had some fucking you were, like had some negative vibes about uh, about last comic standing. What was it? Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm never gonna get the respect of well people like you, Mark. <laughs> Come on, because because I feel like it's it's one of those things that like it is a dumb reality TV show, right? And then I feel like a lot of times people don't give me credit as, as a, comic. a comic right? because I did that show. And, you know, I'd like to see where my career would be without that. I mean, right. I really feel like I'm, I can do this and I'm really good at comic. Yeah. Um, no, I, it's weird because, like, when, like I said, when I first saw you, there's that, there's, it, it, you almost feel bad. Comics are selfish, you know, angry little fucks. <laughs> and we're, we're all competitive and jealous and fucked up. Uh, well, I'm not going to say all of us, but, you know, over the years, my opinion of, of what, you know, what is real comedy or what isn't real comedy and all this shit. And, and I just think that, you know, initially you think, well, that's all he's got. Right. You know, but then, you know, when you see you and you're doing an hour and you're doing, you know, just jokes about whatever and you've established yourself as a comedic voice, I mean, you have to be reckoned with. But I think the only people who would judge you in a different way are people that hold you to the standard of uh, the guy with the problem. 
Right. Like, you know, like, it, it's almost like a weird jealousy. It's like, well, he's born with it. I mean, it's almost like he had his act already. Yeah, how could I win against that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, did you feel that when you were doing Last Comic Standing? Yeah. Um, you don't have to mention names, but there was like there was definitely some some jealousy, like you know the guys. Yeah, the... I mean, I think I've heard it from many people that there were people on the show that were like, "Well, what what chance do we have?" You know, people just pity voting for him. And oh I'm like, my god! And that 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 hurts, you know, because yeah. I mean? I'm like, that's, that's are you watching the shit? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People laugh at this. It goes back to the set of rules: just be funny. Yeah, all the fucking time. Yeah. And then, and then like, but that, but that must suck because that's something you had to deal with your whole fucking life. But I think that because of the anger around Last Comic Standing, you're like, fuck you. I'm gonna, you know, I just did an hour. I'm doing, I'm touring. You know, who the fuck are you to judge me? Right. Yeah. Because there's not that many people that do it that have issues like you have. I, I can only remember like a few in my career. And I've been doing this like 25 years. I think there was a dude out of, wasn't there a dude out of here, Jeff Valdez? Was that? No, that's another Chris guy. Chris Fonseca. Chris Fonseca, yeah. <laughs> he hates my guts. No. Yeah, he hates me. Why? Absolutely. Uh, he says I stole his act. He's got the same thing he you do. He has cerebral palsy, too. I'm like, dude, I have cerebral palsy, too. I'm just talking about my life. I'm sorry that you think I was born just to steal your fucking act. That is so horrible. It's hilarious, dude. And, like, he is a, he has, um, he has done nothing to help me at all i mean is he still around i can't remember I, yeah, yeah he's married to one of the brady bunch girls really he lives out in la wasn't he from here Was he's he in uh colorado Springs. but he come from here right yeah i think so yeah i mean i just yeah oh he hates me he'll get online and just write the meanest shit about so there's fucking two of you in this business that have this this point of view and he's fucking on your shit about it uh-huh that's fucking ridiculous. And he accused me. I have this joke about being, I'm not drunk, I have cerebral palsy. Right. And then he wrote out of this thing, he goes, you stole that from Jerry Jewell, who's on Facts of Life. And I was like, I was too when Facts of Life was on, dude. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's so fucking bizarre to me that there's not enough, really, there's not enough room in the world for you two guys. <laughs> but check this out. I've really created a monster here. Yeah. Because I, I just randomly went to an open mic in town in Denver. And before me, there were two other people with cerebral palsy on. <laughs> Come on. I swear to God. I swear to God. They, and they put them on right before me. So it was like three in a row. And I'm like, this is awkward. Like, I've created a monster. And, and what were their jokes? I mean, were, were, did you feel like they were, they were, uh, were the they one hacking girl, you? One girl was really good. I yeah. mean, she was really good. Yeah. Another girl was not, not as good. But did you feel? But did you feel threatened in any way? Were you like, "What the fuck"? I mean, That's my limp joke, <laughs> yeah, you know? or just that, like, you know, this is my market, man. No, it just makes me laugh. Yeah, you know, what I mean? it just makes me laugh because I I know that there's enough people out there for all of us to have right. fans. Yeah, and people who like us. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. it's, I don't give a shit. And I just think it's funny. Like, what? Yeah. Really? Do you <laughs> really? Do you ever? Uh, do you ever do uh, specifically uh, uh, CP events? Uh huh. Yeah, I'm. I'm um, with uh, United Cerebral Palsy. I've done lots of big events for them. And uh, that, what are those? Usually stand up shows or, or the the speaking thing. Stand up. Yeah. You know. So do you have a room full of people with uh, CP? Um. Yeah. A lot of times, uh, it's family and, and but. Yeah. 
I have probably the best and worst gig ever. I uh, I actually did uh, a, a half hour show for the opening of the Special Olympics. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, why was that the worst gig ever? Because it was for the Special Olympics, <laughs> man. It was fucking terrible, dude. It was fucking terrible. Why? It was terrible. <laughs> what? It was terrible. Why? What? What do you joke about? It's, I can't. It was terrible, man. It was awful. So, I was, I was making jokes about marshmallows, and I was like just <laughs> talking about shit in the room. You see the colorful flag? Hey, hey. It's like, yeah. it's like, uh, and I, they loved it. It was yeah. that was the thing. It was, but inside, I died, dude. Why? You're helping people, man. Helping. <laughs> Come on, America. <laughs> Come on, man. Helping. <laughs> But, but so your problem was they were you're dealing with people with more severe, or you know, you're dealing with a lot of people with mental disabilities which yes. you don't have. Right, and 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 they were just excited that you moved like them a little bit. Yeah, and, and <laughs> they could relate to the movement. Maybe I don't know. But they were laughing out of context and making noises. Yes, and, like, <laughs> it's not. No. And that's like that's like a Friday Late Show times a billion. Uh, Friday Late Show without alcohol, yeah. and it's worse. It's worse. <laughs> and I mean, and I went up afterward, and I stayed there and shook hands, and it was so sad, huh? No, it made me uh, it made me glad that I did it. You know, what I mean, yeah. they came and gave me hugs. And yeah. Oh, you're great. And, yeah. And this one dude, he came up, and he's just this big beast of a man. Yeah. He comes up, and he goes. Does your wife know you stole her headband? <laughs> He's making a joke. He bust my balls. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, dude. Come on. That's kind of touching, though. You can't be too mad about that. No. They, they must have paid you pretty well. They paid me real good. That's the only way I ever would have done that. And now, how long have you been married? Kidding. I've been married, I don't know, okay. for some time now. Really? You can't figure it out? <laughs> Three years. Yeah, how'd you meet her? Uh, she was my ex-girlfriend's friend. Oh, really? I pulled the old switcheroo, man. Uh-huh. And are they still friends? Mm, not so much. Not so much, yeah. <laughs> And you have kids? Two. How old? One and three. So wow. A boy is the older, the baby girl. And is, uh, is, what, uh, is CP genetic? Nope. Just a freak thing? Yeah. I mean, I didn't mean that calling you a freak, but you know. I have to get a cry. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm, I'm, not, I'm doing myself any service here. I'm not, I'm not making myself look good during this interview. Your kid's retarded too. Or? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I don't know about it. Are you going to play Special Olympics? I know my friend had it, and my dad, who was a surgeon, thought he could help him somehow, but he probably couldn't. No. There's well, nothing. you could probably release some of the tension and, like... Oh, is that what they... Is it, do they have surgery for that yeah, kind of stuff? Yeah, they do. Crazy shit. Mm. But it sounds like it's one of those things where if you're used to the way you, you, you right. walk and move, that like to just go through a fucking surgery and be in post in physical right. therapy. But I'm fortunate where I'm cool with it. There's lots of people who all just don't walk comfortably, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just, it's a lot of strain. Yeah. What is exactly happening? I don't know. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about it's this basically shit. basically like, uh, it's a type of brain injury, so... In layman's term, basically, the body sends a message to the brain, but the brain sends the message back wrong. Okay. And, it just and makes, makes the movement wrong. Makes tight, yeah. Right, right, right. Everything's tight. Is it exhausting? You know, it's all I've ever known, so right. I don't know. So you've adapted to it? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's really good workout. <laughs> like I'm fucking working out when I'm sleeping and shit. <laughs> yeah, do you do that on stage? You must, right? No. You know? Are you gonna? <laughs> I, I guess so now. <laughs> Thanks. So what do you got coming up? What's this gig in Africa? Are you gonna go? I think so. It's in Ghana. Oh, so, oh it wasn't Liberia. It was yeah, Ghana. Ghana. Yeah. How do you get a fucking gig like that? Palsy. Yeah, that's <laughs> the hook. The, the deep hook. The inspirational hook. So, yeah. is it what kind of is the festival? It's a festival, and they said it's like three of us in the festival, and we're all, you're supposed to be doing seventy minutes. I'm like, uh, fuck that. Yeah. It's like, and that's the attention span in Africa is a lot stronger than here. <laughs> that's a that's a long show, dude. So you're gonna go? I think so. What other gigs you got coming up? You got any speaking engagements? Um, I, I don't. I don't. You know, I just go to my website to see what I'm doing. I have no idea. I just go where they tell me to, really. But on some level, let's be, let's be honest. Like you got to feel like you're 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 helping people. I do. I feel really. It, I, it's it's a weird position to be put in. Yeah. As a comic, I'm sure you know. I saw you last night. You had the same thing. People go, hey, man, I listened to your podcast, yeah. and it helped me through some shit. Yeah. And that's a weird thing to be put on you. Right. Because you're like, oh, I did? Yeah. I'm just talking to some right. fucking comics, you know? Right. And, but it's amazing. Like People come up, and they put so much value on what you do by saying something. Like, it's like, I'm just being a dumbass and talking shit on stage, and if you took inspiration from that that's awesome but yeah it's it's like it's it's a, it's an amazing feeling I've, and i've had to sort of you know become gracious about it because what what i what i realized is that everybody has fucking pain everybody has problems everybody has obstacles that they don't think they can overcome and at least we have this ability to to either laugh at ourselves or be honest about our situation in a way even if it's simple for us just blows people's minds they're mm -hmm. like i can't i can't fucking you know talk about it Whatever it is, right. or or in your situation where, where people are like, you know, I've got to, you know, how how am I feeling sorry for myself when 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 this guy has overcome these fucking obstacles? Right. It's a fucking amazing thing. It is amazing. It feels it feels good, and I I'm growing to appreciate it more. Too. Yeah, a little more before gracious. I, before I'd be like, whatever, I'm just a fucking guy, you know. And now it's like, oh, well, that's really cool. I mean, did you offend some people with your uh, inability to uh, accept? <laughs> <laughs> that you were helping them. Fuck you, move on. <laughs> Are you gonna buy a T-shirt? Oh, that would be so bad if you were like a dick. But it, but it's cool too that it crosses not just it's not just people with cerebral. No, no, yeah, yeah. It's like everybody. It's weird. It's like, but then I also have to deal with that where people insist on coming and telling me what their friend has. Oh, I got a buddy who's got leukemia. I'm like, oh, that's tragic. Okay, thank you. Like, I don't, I don't need to know that. Yeah, oh, that's that's funny. It's sort of like I got black friends. They just want to be connected yeah. somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, did you have you ever had a, a situation where you were sort of like uh, overwhelmed or, or, or you know, sort of blown away by by some reaction you got from an audience member or someone who came up to you, where it was just sort of like you know really overwhelming, like crying or anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I've had drunken cry fest where people just come up and be like, my son, you know, just oh, whatever really? yeah. it is, you know. I mean, I've probably had that at least 
ten times where, where people, people are like, like sobbing, crying, like right. Mostly probably from other family members, from people with people yeah, in their family. Uh-huh. Oh, that, that see, that's profound to me. And it's like, I mean, I, I have people that told me like their dad was dying of cancer, and you watch the show, and then he laughed oh, before yeah, yeah. he died, like. That's fucked up, man. Like that's that's a lot of weight on a pothead's shoulders, bro. <laughs> but but it's like the, it, but it, you know you, it's the kind of weight that you don't even have to carry. You just have to ex- be there Accept for them. It. Yeah, it. be there for them to have that that experience. Right. And that that takes a big, a lot of work. Oh, to detach from that, or yeah. or to feel like you know you don't want to get you know you, you because you, your immediate feeling is like you know wow that's really you know that's really fucked up and sad. But you just sort of go you know I'm I'm glad that 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 he was able to do that. But I imagine that families of people that have people with difficulties like yours in their family who have their own fucking feelings about mm-hmm. like, you know, what, what's my kid going to do? How is he right. going to be okay? That when they see you, they're like, oh, my God, it, it can, it's okay. Well, I get, I'll tell you, I get one of those emails at least a month, one a month. Like, our kid was just diagnosed with cerebral palsy, and it's just good to know that you're out there and it makes us know that that's possible. It's like, that's fucking cool. That, I mean, that's great, man. Do you do any work with kids outside I of your own? I hate kids. Man. Yeah, that's no, good just, that you had a couple. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I do. You know, I find them. I'm I'm too rough because I don't care. I'll just yeah. talk to them like I talk. Sure. And, and then they go home and tell their parents. Yeah, and they're like, maybe this wasn't such a good idea yeah, to we have shouldn't a comedian. Have day camp. Josh at day camp. You know, I do actually. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I play soccer for the Paralympic. Team. What is that? What's the Paralympics? Paralympics is Olympics for people with physical disabilities. Uh-huh. So it's actually the second largest sporting event in the world. Oh, really? Second to the able-bodied Olympics. So that's a full range, like people missing limbs, people that have CP, people that... Stroke. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, like everything. So it's all sports, bicycling, swimming, track. And the, and and the only condition is you're not, you're not like uh, develop, uh, mentally uh, challenged. You're right. just physically challenged. I mean, there are a few slipped through the cracks here and there, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you don't find out until some later. My, some of my fucking teammates, I can uh-huh. tell you. Um, so how does that? Uh, what does that entail? So I've been to eight different countries playing soccer. Um, I've been to Ath- I was in the '04 games in Athens. Uh, just a spectacular experience, man. To go represent. I mean, we wear the same gear that the national men's team wear. We stay in the athlete village and. Uh-huh. It's pretty amazing to and it's and, and you do it during the Olympics? Uh, it's two weeks after the Olympics. And every four years you go? Uh-huh. And so, oh, that must be fucking wild, man. So the next one, my team is actually in Holland. I think they're probably playing right now against Japan. And why uh, aren't you there, man? Because I had this... Uh, you had to host my show last night? Yeah, I had to come down and <laughs> hang out with you. Yeah. Um, no, you know what? Uh, that's I'm on the team still, but I'm like the franchise player. Uh-huh. Just come in when you can, son. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, I love it. I love playing. It's just comedy and kids mm-hmm. and a wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then trying to convince her, like, I know I've been on the road the last couple of weeks, but now I'm going to go to Holland and yeah. play soccer with yeah. my buddies. Yeah. Good luck uh, bringing up our kids. Yeah, I'll have see fun you in a couple with those years. Two psychopaths. What are they? What are they? Boys, girls? One boy, one girl. That's, good. That's fucking great, man. Yeah, they're fun. So, well, I tell you, uh, you know, despite your uh, your selfish, aggravated mode, <laughs> I uh, 
I, I find it all pretty inspiring. I mean, it's quite a fucking story. You spent time in Africa. You speak several languages. You have CP. You, you're on the fucking Paralympics. You fucking would do motivational speaking. And I'm like sitting in my hotel room feeling bad for myself. It's all a scam, really. Yeah, good for you. You figured it out. You got a racket. You got an angle. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. Well, it was great talking to you, buddy. You too. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, man. That's our show, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. I will be back with another show when I usually do the shows. That'll be Thursday. Okay? We good? I feel like we're good. Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF needs. Get your JustCoffee.coop. You got your merchandise there. You can get your apps there. You can find out where I'm performing there. You can do it all. Oh, the new year's coming. It's coming. Another one got by us. I'll, I'll perk up. I'll per- it's the holidays. <laughs>